I heard an old, old story, how a sin came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he brought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. I can to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing. How he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, did Jesus come to hear my broken spirit? And somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he brought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion he has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing and the old redemption story. And some sweet day I'll sing up there. The song of victory. Everybody sing. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he brought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he brought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Praise the Lord this morning, generations of a new faith. Praise the Lord. Oh, victory in Jesus, our Savior forever. He sought us and he brought us with his redeeming blood. Praise the Lord. Glory be to hallelujah. God for the great things he has done. Yes, hallelujah this morning. Praise God. We thank him for the victory on Calvary. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I just, I just want to just say this morning when I woke up and I saw the sun shining, I just rejoiced and I just thank the Lord for the victory over death because he gave us one more opportunity to be in the land of the living. And for that, we ought to be grateful this morning. We ought to give him praise. We ought to give him thanks because he is our Lord and he is our Savior. Oh, victory in Jesus, our Savior forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I just want to first give all honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is truly the head of my life. Thanking God also for our pastor, Dr. Richard Donaldson, Jr., and our first lady, Elder Michelle Donaldson. We just thank the Lord for them. Amen. Amen. To our very own Pastor Hawks and Minister Sharifa and the rest of the uh, ministerial staff and the leadership at Generations of Renewed Faith Church, we thank the Lord for you. And we bless the Lord for you this morning. Amen. 
to all of our members and all of us, those who are continuing to visit us via Facebook and the conference call. Again, I say good morning and I greet you with Jesus' joy. Praise the Lord this morning. Those that want to be a blessing to this ministry, you can do so in three ways. You can text GIVE to 833-642-3291. Again, that's text GIVE to 833-642-3291. You can also cash at dollar sign Generations O-R-F-C. Again, that's dollar sign Generations O-R-F-C. You can also mail your contributions to Generation of New Faith Church, P.O. Box, 11736 Baltimore, Maryland 21206. Again, that's Generations of a New Faith Church, P.O. Box 11736 Baltimore, Maryland 21206. Again, uh, church, I say good morning and praise the Lord. We also just, you know, send a special prayer out to those um, who are affected um, by the conflict in the Ukraine. We just pray the Lord's covering up with all of those. Uh, who are being affected in that that war we just ask that the lord just work in the midst of all that's going on because we know that we serve a god that's able to go in where chaos is and make it straight so we just pray the lord right now over all of those who are being affected by that conflict amen, amen. praise the lord before amen. we get into the word this morning i also want to extend a heartfelt thank you on behalf of our very own uh, sister vanessa davenport for the support and prayers and the passing of our father she uh, wants to just give a, a thanks to all of those who called, sent texts, well wishes, and all of those who were able to uh, attend the homegoing service. And let me tell you what a beautiful homegoing service it was. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We glorified the Lord in that place. The spirit of the Lord was high, and we sent Brother Clark home with a true homegoing celebration. Amen. Amen. It was truly a worship service. Praise the Lord. Truth be told, it inspired me for the message and the word that's going to go forth this morning. Amen. So again, we thank all who were a part. Uh, praise the Lord and those who couldn't make it but were in prayer. With that being said, um, I won't be long before you this morning at all, but there is a word uh, from the Lord. So if you could all stand where you are and go with me to the word of God, we're going to be in the book of Acts and we're going to look at chapter 16 and we're going to be reading verses 13 through 30. Again, that's Acts 16, 13 through 30. The book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 13 through 30, excuse me. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And the word of the Lord reads, And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Tyterra, who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are servants of the most high God 
who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when our master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city and they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet to the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do not harm yourself for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Verse 30, and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We thank you for just allowing us another opportunity, Father, to see the sunshine this morning. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to allow us to come together in worship. Father, right now, I ask that you sit me down. Speak through me, Father. Say what you have to say to your people. And Father, let everything that I do this morning be done decently and in order and honoring unto you. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you all honor and glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. Praise God. With the time that I have this morning, I want to preach from the thought, true worship. Again, true worship. Praise the Lord. The book of Acts has often been called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Authored here, as we see by Luke, we see God's relationship with man, particularly in relation to baptism with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and being led by the Holy Spirit. As it relates to our text this morning, Luke recounts Paul's travels to Philippi and his residence in Rome as a prisoner covering a period of more than 30 years. This book was important because it established the early works of the church. In the book of Acts, it was Paul's role to spread the teachings of Christianity outside of Jerusalem and beyond the teachings of Judaism. This was Paul's second missionary journey in which he, along with Timothy, delivered the apostles' letter from the Jerusalem Council Conference to the saints in Phygia and Galatia. Saul would join Paul as the Holy Spirit directed Paul to bring the gospel to Macedonia. Paul was determined to do the work of the Lord. Though the teachings of the Lord were established, Paul's mission was to ensure that true worship 
throughout the land was continuing and that it was centered on the Lord. When we look specifically at our text this morning, that while in Macedonia on the Sabbath, Paul and Silas went outside of the city gate to the place of prayer and began to speak to the women that were there. Because of Paul's teaching there and the true worship, there was a woman worshiper of God who she responded to Paul's message and was baptized. Now, as we know, whenever the word of the Lord is present and being preached and taught, Satan hates that. And the adversary tries to intervene. Amen. The word tells us that there was a slave girl who was a soothsayer for her masters. She predicted the future and was of monetary value to her master. You see, she followed Paul and Silas for many days and continued to cry out, as the word tells us, and proclaim, these men are servants of the Most High, and they preach the way to salvation. Now, we know that this soothsayer was not of God and seemed to be mocking the word of the Lord. Now, church, this is important to note because we know that as true worshipers of God, that there are those who are among us who are not of God and have ulterior motives. They are right among us, the true believers, but want to create strife and division. Amen? Yeah. Matthew 7, 15 lets us know that what? We know that Christ tells us to be aware of the false prophets which comes to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Paul, after realizing that this woman wasn't a true worshiper, would speak to the demonic spirit and command it in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the word tells us what? That the spirit came out of her that very hour. Amen? Amen. But now that the soothsayer was of no more profit to her masters, Paul and Silas, because they, they, they brought the spirit out of her, were seized and brought before the magistrates. Now, when it was determined that the true gospel that was being preached and the true worship that was going forth had threatened the profitability of the Romans, the multitudes rose up against Paul and Silas, and they were convicted, and they were sentenced and beaten and thrown in jail. My, my, my. When I, when I saw this church, it, it, it really was in my spirit because isn't that relative to where we are today? Because in today's society, you can preach and teach and have worship as long as you don't offend anyone or threaten the profitability of Caesar. Amen. Amen. We are being forced to choose right now, church. Will you compromise your true worship of God to appease man? Again, will you risk being canceled in this area of cancel culture because you stand on the principles of God and you truly worship the Lord? That's a question that we all have to ask ourselves, but more importantly, that is a question that we will encounter as walking in the way of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Paul and Silas would refuse to denounce or deviate from their missionary work that they were set out to do. Even after being beaten, bound, and thrown in jail, they stayed true to their worship, even within the walls of the prison. Acts 16 and 25 tells us that because it says after they were beaten, thrown in jail, not just in jail, but bound by their feet. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God 
and the prisoners were listening to them. Amen. Mm -hmm. And church, as a result of their faithfulness and true worship unto God, according as it says in Isaiah 49 and 3, which says, you are my servant in whom I will show my glory. Amen. And because they were faithful, Paul and Silas knew that God was bigger than their captivity. Amen. Mm -hmm. And church, that's what the Lord is saying. We have to know that God, church, is bigger than the problems that we face. Amen. We have to know that God is bigger. The word in verse 26 lets us know that as they sing and praise God, what does it say? Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, and so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all of the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. We have to know and understand that when we truly worship God, chains will be broken and doors will be open in our lives. Let me say that again. When we truly worship God, chains will be broken. Doors will be open in our lives. Praise the Lord, church. Paul and Silas were great examples of this true worship. Like Paul and Silas, God is looking for the true worshipers, those who are willing to suffer for Christ's sake. John 4 and 23 tells, tells us, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Now more than ever, the Lord is sifting the people of God. Now I say that, sifting the people of God. Not those that are outside of the will of God, but those who are in the will of God. And trying to find out and separate the true worshipers from those who don't truly worship God in spirit and truth. And who are we? Are we true worshipers or church? Are we just playing church? Now, Paul set out to preach and teach the true gospel in season and out of season, even when they didn't want to hear it. And even after being beaten, he refused to denounce the Lord. He was in tune to God through the Holy Spirit. Church, he knew God. He knew God had delivered him before, and he knew God would deliver him again. Because through the Holy Spirit, he knew what? That through true worship, God will deliver him. And church, with that thought in mind, I said I wouldn't be long. I want to share three elements that are essential of true worship. Amen? Amen. The first element of true worship that we're going to speak of today, and there are many, but the three we're going to speak of today and the first element that I want to speak of today is that true worship is and must be intentional. Church, you must be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This means that you must have had an experience and have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen? You have to be able to hear from God and through the Holy Spirit be prepared for witness and sharing of testimony. Acts 16 and 10 lets us know that the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, had called Paul to go through go to Macedonia to preach the gospel to the people. Paul's past experiences of how God had delivered him gave him complete confidence that God would deliver him out of the hands of his captives. Even in his time of persecution, he was able to give God praise through true worship. Mm. Listen, church, 
in the in the depths of the prison, being bound, being beaten, being scourged, he still praised God. He still worshiped God. He still worshiped him truly, not for what he could do, but what he already had done for him. Amen. Church, the second element of true worship that we're going to talk about this morning is that true worship is God-centered. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit and focused on the things of God. When we worship God, we ought to worship him from the heart. We ought to be motivated to worship solely because of what our Savior did for us on the cross. Amen? Amen. In worship, God wants all of us, not some of us. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He wants all of us, church. That's our reasonable service. We ought to just give God all of us just because of who he is, not for what he does. True worship, therefore, church, is only reserved for God. Nothing should be put before God. Now, this is where many need to realize and understand if you are totally devoted to a person and, and put that person before God, you are worshiping that person. If you're putting material things before God, you are worshiping those material things. True worship is to be reserved only for God. And that true worship is an inward in inward glorification, an inward reverence in your spirit and is expressed through the, your actions outwardly. Let me say that again. True worship is an inward glorification and reverence in your spirit to God and is expressed through your actions outwardly. Amen? Amen. Have you ever witnessed someone in true worship? It's almost like they're, they're, they're just all alone. In a room, just, you know, during service, somebody goes into to, to communion with God and, and they're worshiping God. It's as if they don't see anybody and they're just intimately, literally talking to God. It's personal. Even though Paul and Silas were locked up in that physical man, their spirits were inwardly free and they expressed their reverence and admiration through their true worship for their almighty God. Amen. True worship is not done in, in any expectation of recognition or reward of something. Worship shouldn't be done for form or fashion. Just as we find later in the book of Acts, today, many churches have fallen into traditions of man which try to govern how worship is to be done. You know, there are some that say, this is when we're supposed to worship during the service. This is how we're supposed to worship during the service. And this is what you should do. And then they say, you know, that you, you go into some places and worship and they worship this, that, the other. And then, you know, the, 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 the pastor, the minister raised the hand and the worship just cuts off. Mm. Worship can't, true worship can't be cut on and off. It's you follow the unction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Many take the word of the Lord and fashion it to suit the desires of the flesh. That's when we get into the, 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 the customs and the, and, and the routines and, and, the, and the ideals of man. 
If your worship is not glorifying God, church, I'm here to let you know. And if it's not being expressed in your actions and how you live outside of the church, it may not be genuine. Mm -hmm. If you're worshiping God, truly worshiping God, your worship should identify with how you live your life. Amen. Amen. If you come to church and, and you're in the spirit and you're worshiping God and, and the anointing is all over you, when you leave church, that same anointing should be on you. What they see is what they should get in and out of the church. Because as we know what, the church is not four walls. The church is the body of Christ. And if you truly worship God, you worship him inside the church, outside of the church, on your job, in your house. Everything that you do should be in complete and total worship towards God. Amen. Amen. And Paul recognized that the slave woman's worship was not true worship and spoke to that demonic spirit. He knew it wasn't God-centered. And church, some of us at Generation of Renewed Faith Church, truth be told, we have witnessed that. We saw a demonic spirit being called out of somebody. Amen? Amen. You know, that person came in and, 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 and they were speaking things that was not of God and pastor called, spoke to the spirit identified the spirit, spoke to it, called it out. Called it out. Now, truth be told, when, when I first saw it, I didn't recognize what it was. And my first inclination was to gather my family and leave. Amen. Truth be told. But when I, I, I had to take a step back and say, Lord, and God showed me through the spirit that pastor was calling out that demonic spirit. And not only did he call it out, he sent it out. Praise the Lord. Mm. And that's true worship, church. Identifying, having the discernment to know what is of God and what is not of God. Amen. Amen. Our worship should just be that. It should honor and glorify God. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 43 and 7 tells us that what? God has created us for his glory. And in 1 Corinthians 10 and 31, it tells us that what? Whatever we do, we are to do it all for the glory of God. Amen. That is true worship. Praise the Lord. Even though Paul and Silas faced further persecution by their jailers after they were bound in the cell, it was true worship to honor and glorify God that was first on their mind. Amen. In the midst of all the beating. All the mocking, it was praise instead of panic. Amen. Amen. Can we be like Paul and Silas? Is your worship God-centered? Amen. Can you truly worship when you're going through? I mean, when you're truly going through church. I'm talking if you're if you're bound and, and you're, you're you're cast away in, in your own prison, no matter what that may be, whether that's mental, physical, if you don't have any money. If, 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 if everybody you love leaves you, can you still truly worship the Lord for yourself? Amen. Amen. That's what God is, is doing right now. He's sifted. He's trying to find the true worshipers. In the midst of all that's going on in this chaotic world right now, who are the true worshipers? Amen. When we see conflicts overseas, are you a true worshiper and speaking to that thing? Lord, we know you have already worked it out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we know this pandemic, you've already worked it out. Amen. Amen. 
We can worship in these trying times. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you a true worshiper of God? This is what the Lord is asking. This is how he's sifting and, 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 and trying to separate the wheat from the tear. Amen. Amen. Because in the times that we're living in now, it's the true worshipers that's going to move the church and the mission and the, and, and the message of God forward to the masses. Amen. Amen. And church, the final element of true worship that I'm sharing this morning is that true worship should extend beyond only the believer. We must be led by the Holy Spirit. Though the true pur purpose is to honor and glorify God, true worship should educate, stimulate, and effect change. Let me say that again. True worship should educate, stimulate, and effect change. We know God, we know again that Paul and Silas went out on the Sabbath where the women were having prayer, where the women were having prayer, and spoke with them on the things pertaining to the gospel. And we know that also Paul was sent as a missionary to teach and preach. And our text tells us that they encountered a woman named Lydia, who the word says, worship God. She worshiped God, but Paul's teachings and preachings still stimulated her and effected change within her so much that she and her entire household got baptized so you know it was true worship so like paul back then the preach word of today should do the same thing amen, amen. we shouldn't we shouldn't just be preaching to save people as well amen? amen because after being beaten and locked away paul and silas weren't just worshiping god for themselves because they already knew about the goodness of the lord the word of god tells us that when paul and silas were worshiping god and the walls shook and the doors were open and the chains were loose, the jailkeeper fell down before Paul and Silas and asked, what must I do to be saved? Church, don't you know that your true worship may be the very thing that brings somebody to Christ? Praise the Lord. Amen. When they see you worshiping and giving God honor and glory, they may very well say, what shall I do to be saved and experience that encounter with the, whole, the, with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. Church, like I said, when I tell you that the homegoing worship service on Monday inspired this message, I mean it. The service did all of the three things that we're talking about. It educated, stimulated, and effected change. Amen. Amen. It was true worship. Praise the Lord. From the singing of the choir, amen, to 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 the acknowledgments of the uh, of the of, of the, the, the 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 family, from the the reading of the scriptures, reading of the obituary, and when Pastor came up there and preached that word, praise the Lord, it educated, amen, it stimulated, amen, and it effected change, praise the Lord. Amen. Sister Vanessa, I just talked to her the other day, and she said. Many of her family said they want to join the church. Amen. Amen. That was true worship. It accomplished those things. Amen. Praise God. And it's important. And even and I don't want it to be lost. Pastor said he had to preach for five months. But he was obedient to the will and the word of God. And he came and he delivered just like Paul was appointed to do. 
he was he was he was in his spirit. The Lord told him to come and deliver a message that would educate, stimulate, and effect change. Praise the Lord. And Pastor, as I told him, well done. Well done. That was true worship. Praise the Lord. So, church, as I come to a close, I ask again, how true and effective is your worship? True worship is truly the acts of the Holy Spirit. And these days and trying times, we can't afford to be half in. John 4 and 24 tells us, God is a spirit. Amen. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We've all heard this. We must be hearing from God and giving every aspect of our being to worship him. Amen. Church, I'm telling you, I am a living example of when you truly worship God and do the work of God and put nothing before him, he will truly bless you. Amen. Now, church, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. But what I am saying is that I have made a conscious decision to just truly worship and follow him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And church, the Lord has truly been blowing my mind. He has been blessing my family overwhelmingly. Praise God. Church, when I say the Lord has literally been canceling debt in my household and providing exceedingly and abundantly more and beyond anything that we could ever have asked for. Amen. Church, I will continue to truly worship our Heavenly Father, not for the blessings or rewards, but simply because for who He is and what He already did. I hear the Lord clearly speaking to us, church, and He is clearly saying, just truly worship me and I will do all that I am to do and because of who I am you will have more than enough amen. amen church as the Lord moves our ministry to the next level I, the Lord just put in my spirit to ask from the pulpit to the door what type of worshiper will you be no more playing church it's time for true worship unto the lord bless the name of the lord this morning praise the lord amen amen, amen. church again we give all honor to god this morning i just thank the lord for this message when i say that the homegoing really really inspired this message this morning um man it it, it, it truly it truly had an effect on me um you know the lord was really speaking to my spirit and, you know, for the spirit of the church as well. And church, it's about worship. It's about giving God all the honor and all the glory. So as we uh, pray in closing, I just want you to think about that. What type of worshiper are you? And what type of worshiper will you be going forward before the Lord? Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for what our eyes have seen what our ears have heard. Father, we thank you for the message. Father, we thank you for being just Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Father, we thank you for being the Alpha and Omega. Father, we just ask now, Father, that we just give you all of us, Father, in the name of Jesus. For we know that your word says that you are looking for the true 
worshipers. So, Father, right now, I just ask that you let this message burn into our spirits. And, Father, we first identify who we are. And, Father, if we are not doing some things, Father, we just ask right now that the word of God convicts us and that you align us, Father, and get us back into the right form of worship. And, Father, right now, we just ask, Father, that the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide within us all as we say in closing, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Shalom. Go in peace. Praise the Lord.